The future of humanity is laid out before us. In broad sweeping strokes, the prophetic artists of biblical times painted a panorama of present and future events. There are scenes on the canvas of destiny that are blood red. Other scenes depict mesmerized masses listening to the Antichrist. This is a painting of glowing and changing intensity. A king with his army appears in the heavens. Mysterious numbers flash across the battlefield. As we gaze at this prophetic painting of today and tomorrow, we ask, what then should we expect? Hello, friend. I'm John Carter in Australia in lockdown. I can't get out of this place because the borders have been sealed. I want to give you such a warm welcome today. And I want to welcome my friend Wayne Hackett, who is the person who gave the introduction just a moment ago. So glad that you're with us today, Wayne. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, the master of prophecy, spoke about the destruction of Jerusalem. That happened in the year 70 AD. He then went on and described tremendous pandemics, world wars, famines. Then he spoke about the abomination of desolation that would stand in the holy place. What on earth does it mean? I'll answer that question and many more questions in this program today. Welcome to the Carter Report. Have there not always been wars? What did Jesus mean when he spoke about birth pains? I want to read you a text. I'm going to take it from what is called the Little Apocalypse because it talks about the last days. I'm going to take my Bible and I'm going to turn over here to Matthew 24 and verses 6 down to 8. Now, I want you folks just to listen up. Okay, Matthew 24, 6 to 8. Jesus said, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Aha, then he said, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the, now just wait for it, my friend. He says, the beginning of sorrows. This word, sorrows, actually is talking about a mother giving birth to a baby. And as every mother knows, and I guess the dads do too, that the pains get more severe and they come with a a greater frequency. Hey, always been wars, always been earthquakes, always been disasters. But Jesus gave us a scenario. He painted a picture of a greater intensity and increasing intensity. And so what we are going to see now, we're going to see much, much more. How do we rate our current age in comparison to other times? I should really back up just a little bit. Back in the uh, 19th century, in the days of Charles Darwin, people developed the doctrine of inevitable progress. Now, just get that down in the molecules of your mind. 
the doctrine of inevitable progress. People would get better and better and better and utopia would come. Scientists are playing with the same stuff today through the manipulation of genes. Some scientists believe that we're going to produce the superman and the world is just going to become a paradise. But Jesus said the pains are going to get much, much more. There's going to be a growing intensity. Yes, of course, there have always been wars. But Jesus said, we're going to have more wars and we're going to have more famines and we're going to have more pestilences, on and on and on. During the last hundred years, we have perfected the art of killing each other. The First World War killed 40 million people. The Second World War was more successful. We were able to kill 80 million people. Since then, we've had lots of wars, Vietnam... Uh, war in North Korea, we've got wars, we've had wars in Africa, in the Congo, uh, uh, more than five million people were killed. And it appears as though the nations are arming for the last great conflict. Now just listen to this. China has got an army of three million. Hey, three million. Cuba, just tiny little country, been there lots of times, it's got an army of 1.2 million. Bless your heart. One, I don't know where they all stand. Iran has an army of, of a million. North Korea, hey, 7.7 million. Pakistan, a million. Russia, 3.5 million. South Korea, 6.7 million. Taiwan, 1.8 million. They'll need every person every man and his dog, because the Chinese have got their eyes on Taiwan and this could be the spark that ignites the final conflict. So they've got an army, 1.8 million, Taiwan. Turkey, 900,000. Vietnam, 5.5 million. Israel, 650,000. Egypt, 1.3 million. United States, 2.2 million. Brazil, 2.1 million. India, Five million. We're just talking about the big players. We're not talking about the little countries like Australia and New Zealand and even Canada. But the nations are arming for conflict. Jesus said um, the birth pains would become more intense and they would come with a greater frequency. This is what we're seeing today. We're seeing the greater in greater frequency we are seeing more of the same. There's a text in the book of Joel. I just want to quote it to you. Joel chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty man. Wow. Wake up the mighty man. Then the text goes on to say, let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up, beat your plowshares into swords, and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. And so the prophecies paint a scenario of world wars more and more, more intense. 
Why is there so much war, suspicion, and hatred among nations, even between neighbors and families? This is a very uncomfortable word. Uh, psychologists and psychiatrists have sort of uh, put a taboo on using this word. That's another reason I'm going to use it today. The word is sin. We are a race of sinners. This is a planet in rebellion. The big problem, my friend, is sin in the human heart. Let me read you out of the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 10 and 23. As it is written, there is no one righteous, no, not one. No person is righteous. This is why neighbors fight. This is why they fight over boundary lines. That's why the Russians and the Chinese, and you go on and on, are beating their plowshares into swords. It says, there is none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the problem. The problem is sin that resides in our hearts. The first recorded instance of a man who was born of, of women is a man who commits a murder and murders his brother. The human race has been murdering their brothers and their sisters ever since. It is because of sin. What is needed? Not more Politics, I tell you, folks, politics have failed the human race. Goodness me. We don't put our trust in Congress anymore. We don't put our trust in the Senate anymore. We put our trust in God. In God we trust because God is the only hope for the human race. He's the only hope for you. He's the only hope for this sinner. Is the H-bomb described in the Bible prophecies? Well, Wayne, that's a pretty good question. There's a text in the book of Revelation that makes me think that maybe the H-bomb or something like it is described in our Bibles. Now, don't give up on me, my friend. Listen to the text. Revelation chapter 11 says, verse 18, the nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged. We're talking here, my friend, about the end of times, when the, when the dead are going to be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who, the Bible says, destroy the earth. Why, bless your heart, this Book was written in the days of bows and arrows. <laughs> you couldn't destroy the earth. But Bible prophets predicted the day would come when people, the human race, would get the enormous capacity to destroy the earth. Now we can do it today, not once over, not ten times over, not even a hundred times over. The Chinese can wipe out the earth, the Americans can wipe out the earth. The Russians can wipe out the earth. The Indians have got the H-bomb. The Pakistanis have got the H-bomb. The Israelis have got the H-bomb. And so it goes on. So the Bible talks about the coming of a day when men will have the capacity to destroy the earth. If this is not an evidence for the authenticity 
of Bible prophecy, I don't know what is. This to me is evidence that the hand of God is in the writing of the Bible. Now, I'm going to read you another text. This is just a little bit controversial, but I want you to listen to this. Uh, This is found in Joel chapter 2, verse 30 and 31. Just listen to it, please. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. The prophet Joel looked up in the heavens. In the last days, he saw blood and fire and pillars, pillars of smoke. I don't want to be dogmatic on this, but it's talking about the last days and you have these tremendous images in the sky. Jesus said there would be fearful sights and great signs in the heavens. It's coming, my friend. The word of God is coming to pass. What shall we then expect? Remember the birth pains. More and more and more until the new creation is born. There have always been pandemics. What's so different about COVID-19? Well, the Black Death in the Middle Ages, that was around, if this brain is still working this morning, (laughs) Uh, 1346, around that time, it killed about 100 million people, bubonic plague. Some say 200 million people were killed in this dreadful plague. There have always been plagues. COVID-19, I'm told by government officials, has killed around the world about 4 million people. So it is a pandemic. I know it's got people here in Australia absolutely terrified because of the outbreak in Sydney. Sydney, as I talk, is going into lockdown. And most of the people have not been vaccinated. So it's in Australia here, it's getting a little bit scary. But The Economist magazine, which is not just a a bunch of fake news, it's a good magazine, uh, edited in Great Britain, published in America, it says the death rate is probably five times higher than the official figure. If that were so, you would have 20 million people dead with COVID-19 around the world. And the end is still to come. It is a sign. It is a part of the birth pains that usher in the new creation. Are false prophets now making prophecies? Yes, they sure are. The Bible prophets paint this great prophetic scenario on the canvas of time sitting right there in the middle of this canvas are false preachers, phony pastors and all the rest of these charlatans. Now, I want to read you a text. Matthew 24, verse 11. Now, we started with Matthew 24. Basically, today we're staying most of the time in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24, verse 11, verse 24 says, then many false prophets will rise up 
and deceive many. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect, the elect of the people of God. The Bible says that in the last days, there's going to be a bunch of false preachers and false religious teachers. There are going to be false prophets and they're going to be preaching with great power. It seems to me that we've come to that time. When I was in the States just a little while ago, I was watching a television program. There I saw some preachers in a great church. I, I was sort of astounded. I shouldn't have been. I should have been expecting these things. What was wrong with me? Well, there are all these preachers, lady preachers, men preachers, all sorts of preachers. And they were making all of these prophecies, saying, the Lord has shown me. We declare this to you in the name of the Lord, they said. Well, a few weeks went by and it was discovered that all their prophecies were simply phony. Their prophecies were as phony as those preachers were phony. Then as I was watching these phony preachers, these phony prophets, they started to laugh. The most hideous laughter came out of their mouths. I heard the demons laughing. Then the congregation in this great church in the United States, they started to laugh, laugh, laugh. The amazing thing is that when their prophecies came false, nobody said they were false prophets. They still went along believing them. None of those false prophets got up and said, hey, we deceived you. Our prophecies were wrong. We got it wrong. No, they said, Jesus told us what to say. We're preaching what Jesus told us to say. Then they had a few more little bits of laughter and millions of people still believing these, these people. Now this is a wake-up call to America and every person who calls himself a Christian. Don't believe the phonies. You're listening to me. Believe in Jesus and read your Bibles, become intelligently informed. Then what should we expect? What should we expect, Wayne? We should ex expect more of the same. More and more, more intense. Jesus said, these are the birth pains. Wars, famines, pestilences, phony preachers, false prophets, persecution, more and more of the same. But remember the good news is this, Christ is going to come. Do you see persecution happening in America? You know what Dr. Billy Graham said, don't you? Dr. Billy Graham said a few years ago, he said, Christians can be, can expect to be persecuted by their own government here in the United States of America. That's what he said. Dr. Billy Graham said Christians can expect to be persecuted by their own government here 
in the United States of America. America was founded by people who believed in religious liberty. Freedom, let freedom ring. But not everybody has the same spirit uh, as was in the hearts of the people who gave us the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. There's a spirit of intolerance in the land. There are some people who believe in religious liberty and freedom of speech and they say it over and over and over again. They believe in it for themselves. But not for you. Not for me. Remember the baker in Colorado. Inoffensive, decent Christian man. People from the far left with a certain sexual agenda came to him and said, you've got to bake a cake. And on top of that cake, I want you to have something that acclaims and applauds same-sex marriage. He said, I can't do it. It goes against my religion. They said, you're going to do it. He said, don't you believe in freedom? Yeah, we believe in freedom, all right but freedom only for themselves. Now, later on, it took a long, long time and a lot of money and a lot of persecution because this man, a Christian, was being persecuted by his own government in the United States of America. But the Supreme Court weighed in. And so the government in Colorado backed off a bit, but they come on again and they continue to come on because there's a tremendous spirit of intolerance today from people who believe in freedom, but only for themselves. Jesus said, you will be persecuted. And Billy Graham said, Christians in America can expect to be persecuted by their own government. We've already seen it. So why does this persecution take place? Why does persecution take place? Because of the intolerance of the sinful human heart. I want to tell you folks something. There's only one solution to the problems facing America and around the world, and that is not more legislation. No, no, no. I don't think we need more legislation. What is needed is a spiritual rebirth. Jesus said, You've got to be born again. Now, let me read you another text here. Matthew 24, verse 9, New King James Version. Jesus said, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. The hatred is going to become so intense against the law of God and the people of God that in the end they're going to kill you. We're seeing a tremendous cultural change today in America and around the world. And you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Christians today are the most persecuted group on the face of the the earth. You say, no, that's not true. Yes, it is so. Think of Saudi Arabia. If you're found to be a Christian in Saudi Arabia, you'll be put to death. Bibles are not allowed in Saudi Arabia. You go right throughout the Middle East. 
Muslim countries do not believe in freedom of religion except for themselves. You can't go to those countries and preach the gospel. If you do, you'll go to prison or else you'll be put to death. In Africa, 90% of the African countries are dictatorships. You said, I never knew that. Well, you know it now. 90% of the African countries are dictatorships and many of them persecute their own people. Egypt persecutes Christians. All of the Muslim countries. China, China is the great persecutor of Christ. In China today, there are more than 100 million Christians. Did you hear this? You can't kill Christ and you can't kill his church. 100 million Christians. But most Christians meet in secret. And those who try to build churches often have their churches with their crosses bulldozed down by the communist officials. Atheism and communism are are, are totalitarian powers and they're against Christ and God. Atheism is intolerant. Think of Russia. During the 70 years when the communists and the atheists ruled Russia, 70 million innocent people were murdered and many of them because of their Christian faith. But I've got news for you good folks listening to me today. You can't kill Christ and you can't kill the church and the truth is marching on and the truth is going to triumph. So help us God. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. John Carter reports, We have seen God's power as the gospel of Christ has been proclaimed in Africa, India, Russia, Ukraine, Cuba, El Salvador, and many other places. We invite you to partner with us in proclaiming Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Write today to the Carter Report. P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. That's The Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. In Australia, write to The Carter Report, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. That's The Carter Report. P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. Thank you for your generous support. We look forward to hearing from you soon. May God richly bless you.
For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.